Hey everybody, welcome to the Sunday edition. I am Tresene, one of your hosts for today for today's amazing topics on tonight. For those who don't know, I'm host of Prime News and editor of FCU One, all things news, business, and politics. And I am joined today with a very special guest. Hey, her first time on the Sunday edition, Miss Chai New Doll. Say what up to everybody out there. What's up, everybody? It's Miss China Doll. How are you doing? Hey, boo boo. Oh. <laughs> if y'all don't know, this is good indication of just how great today's show is going to be. We are also joined with uh, two of your faves and regulars here at FCN, uh, The Revolution and Jayco. You guys say what's up? What's up? Are we are we two of their faves? That's yes. Great yeah. to know. I don't I'm think right. so. No, I didn't think so either. I think so. No. no. Debatable. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Top my faves. That's top five. Top five. Top five? Yeah, at least. <laughs> like how many of the... Okay, yeah, whatever. Right all right, all right. Here's what we're talking about today, people. Uh, white men doing the absolute most and black men who might think they're white men. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> so we got Tony Robbins. If you haven't heard about him, we're going to talk about Tony Robbins and the video that has surfaced over the weekend. We're going to also talk about Gary Owen and Michael Rappaport and the videos they've been doing and how they've been talking about black women. And then third, we're going to talk about Stephen Clark, the guy who was shot by Sacramento police and his uh, less than favorable tweets on blackness and black women. But first up, we're going to talk about Tony Robbins. For those who don't know, are you shouting out Tony Robbins right now? This is going to be very interesting, guys. Yes, I have been a a follower of Tony Robbins for many, many years. So I don't Mm. know. Let's see where we both stand. Mm. Oh, Oh. you want to make this a face off here? What's happening? Let's bring it. I ain't even going to intro Tony Robbins. Let's roll the video because it will tell you everything you need to know. And then I'm going to come back and kick this uh, combat off. Okay. by saying this one thing. 
that she was absolutely right that he was mischaracterizing the Me Too movement. He made it about people coming out to get significance when that is not what Me Too is about. It's about women coming to make themselves and this situation visible. That they as victims exist. Not so much that they're wanting significance from it, but that they are visible and they exist. And the reason why I think it's important to say this up top is his response to her supports the fact that Me Too was about being visible because the entire time she is there, all of his reaction and behaviors towards her was making her invisible. He wouldn't look at her in the face, he wouldn't look her in the eye, and he legitimately was using his physical dominance to make it say, you do not exist, you are not visible. I feel like if you are a person who has not, uh, who is unfamiliar with Tony uh, Robinson and mm -hmm. his approach, it may seem like that. It's like if you take a snippet out of anything, mm -hmm. you can make it to look like something. I do agree that he should be a little bit more uh, sensitive to the campaign mm -hmm. overall, but however, I think he was basically, you have to look at the arena they were in, they were in his seminar, and he has six core values that he uses, which is certainty, variety, significance, love, connection, contribution, and growth, and said that mm -hmm. that is the reason that most people do things. That's, that's, what, our, that's what we do to verify our, uh, validate our behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, I think when he said the significance thing, it wasn't pointed at those people who are actually part of the Me Too campaign who's actually been through that. Mm -hmm. We have to be honest and have this conversation that there are women who are jumping on the bandwagon of that campaign who shouldn't be on there. And I think we don't shine a light on that and that needs to be shined, the light needs to be shined on that But what do you think well. about his reaction to her? So even if it is true that there are people who kind of want to be in the spotlight, because those mm -hmm. people exist, right? right? Regardless of what it is, they're like, oh, this is my moment, I can use this to shine. Right. But what do you think about his reaction to her? His pushing her right. one where they're talking what would like do you well, this is six core values just to try <laughs> excuse me yeah. well, i don't think he's physically i think because let's be honest he's a six seven foot man mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. very uh big in stature mm -hmm. so that is intimidating within itself especially yes. if you have this little lady who probably yes, like five is. one you know mm -hmm. so i understand that but you have to realize who this guy is this is a guy who has everyone that comes in and volunteers and, and when i say volunteer they pay they mm -hmm. paid to go to the seminar. Mm -hmm. Lots of money to walk on hot coals. Like he's very much in your face, very much have to get the physical in order to snap out of the mental. So I think what he was trying to do was to get her out the victim role. He believes in a lot of philo the philosophy that a lot of people believe in that life doesn't happen um, to you, it happens for you. Mm -hmm. So I think his stance is just it was taken the wrong way, was more that, okay, yes, this happened to you, but now what? And I think that is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, especially if they're still going through that, they're still recovering from whatever they went through, they still have those pain, that pain within them and that pain body, but it's just his approach to, I understand that happened to you. We don't, we haven't seen the, the footage way before and when he goes through a lot of different um, talk, uh, the, the audience through a lot of those things of coping mechanism, but mm -hmm. it seemed like at this point it was just like, okay, I know you've been through this, I know this is what you have faced, now what are we gonna do about it? How do I get you out of that victim role into empowerment to give you the significance that you are feeling or lacking so I think it, it it was I agree with you on the way that he approached it might have been not not a good way for everyone to uh, be able to accept but I do believe that people are reading into it a little bit different because they're not used to Tony Robbins and his approach yeah I can't agree with you <laughs> Nicole. I'm sorry 
You know, I, I agree with the pulling someone out of victimhood okay. to get them to a place of empowerment. Okay. I feel like his reaction response to her was totally opposite of okay. what that was. I felt that if that was indeed the case, he would have looked her in the eye and it would have been a completely different and more sensitive approach. I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't watch Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. He confuses me with his look. I'm like, who are you? I, I can't get past that. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about this. Can we have this conversation? Yeah. Okay, about the Me Too campaign and, and the things that he said. I think as women, where women have yes. to be honest, and mm-hmm. women don't don't hate me out here when I say this, but I believe that we don't want to take truth sometimes when it's right there in our face. Mm-hmm. When somebody tells us, this is our truth, this is the way we see it, and they say it, we get upset and be like, oh, I don't want to accept that, I don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Then today, men and women think differently. We're, we're different, for a reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do need to come to a compromise in order to build something or tear something down, whatever movement we're going for. Mm-hmm. But this, at the same time, we still cannot throw water on their fire when they tell us what it is. So, for example, he said, I have had very um, um, rich men and men who have a lot of influence within our society mm-hmm. who have told him to his face that they are not hiring women because of this whole thing. Because, not because they're not qualified, not because they're, you know, not uh, able and capable of to do this job. They might even be more qualified than the male com- mm-hmm. uh, counterparts. However, it's because of the fact that if I hire her, now this is a liability because I'm not sure because she is attractive if she won't get hit on, if she won't do this. And then women get outraged. Yes, but very it's, the, much it's so. the truth. Very it's their much truth. so. You know, I want to say something, but I want to I want to take it to the couch because okay. I know the that couch. the revolution has a comment about that particular statement that he made, and okay. I don't want to you know take the the bit and say it myself. So I'm going to take it to the revolution to comment on that. What you say, right? Well, he, here's here's what I feel about that. Right, Tony Robbins has first and foremost. Um, he is a he is a sham artist to me, just like uh, absolutely, just like Ilana Van Zandt is Rhonda. Rhonda, uh, and this is why I say he's a sham artist because <laughs> you you have completely assimilated. You 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 are obviously melanated. You are not from this country, but yet you you want to project this American patriotism, this white male. You have adopted patriarch <laughs> to its absolute maximum, right? And he has gone in this in this video. Mm-hmm. He has done two things, and I want to talk about the second okay. thing that he did that is very telling. His friend, mm-hmm. a very famous and wealthy, rich powerful, and powerful, rich and powerful man, mm-hmm. interviewed several people. Did not hire mm-hmm. a woman who was more mm-hmm. qualified than everybody else, mm-hmm. but because she was attractive. Mm-hmm. I didn't hire her because she is a risk. That's right. She is a risk. Uh-huh. Right? Right. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. That man is, is it safe for me to say that that man is probably white? His oh, Without a doubt. Without 100%. A doubt. Okay. So with that being said, this rich and powerful white man uh-huh. has excluded a minority. Yes. Mm-hmm. And has deemed her a risk. Yes. If he hires her because... You know, I might, you know, can't help myself and say something to her, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that also tell you? That a qualified Asian, a qualified Latino, a qualified African American, a qualified, let's say for instance, someone who has, you may think is LGBTQ, right. and you say, you know what? 
I don't want to hire them because mm -hmm. it's too much of a risk. I want to be able to talk as free as I want to. I want to be able to say what I want to say and then not come back on me. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire someone who looks just like me, mm -hmm. who's going to get it, and it's safe. Right. So let me keep the good-looking, bombshell chick out of the office, and let me get the dumb, slower, white guy here who we can make all yeah. the nigga jokes in the world. We can talk about all the beaners. Mm -hmm. We can tell all about all the fags, and we can do all the Jew mm -hmm. jokes. Yep. We can mm -hmm. make all the comments we want to about the Muslims mm -hmm. and the terrorists the all the, and the towel heads and not get in trouble yeah this tells me two things number one it tells me oh that's why america and american companies are so fucked up because we're hiring less qualified people yes number two it tells me that you are more interested in being comfortable mm -hmm. than putting your company in the best position it could be in that instead of training that instead of investing in, hey guys, this is how you don't treat this woman when she's hired. You just say, ah, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that was that was telling. That yes. was telling. I think that that anecdote, and he said and he, it so freely. He like, said it like this proves my point. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea what you're saying right now? Like, <laughs> but that's how invested. That's how. Assimilated, he is. That's that's exactly how. I, I swear, if I had closed my eyes, I would have heard Trump talking. Exactly, you would have. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah the yeah. world we live in right now. That's tragic. Yeah, that risk thing really hit me because beyond just even being comfortable with people, you you find many people who in in professional workspaces where they can't be put on a particular project or they won't be put on a particular project because they're scared of the risk of your client finding out that a black person or a woman or whomever is on the project so you don't you don't get the work because that is, is too much of a risk so that that really that point really hit me. i do i do agree with what joshua said about the training like there, there 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 needs to be training on how to deal with that um and just deal with diversity with with what it comes with his ethnicity or if it's gender or you know even like Raymond said the LVG um, community Raymond? revolution I'm sorry the revolution the revolution like you said um, but I know like I said I know I'm, I'm the odd man out here yeah. or odd woman uh, out here <laughs> but you know I, I agree with you all on a, on a lot of stands but I think that we this is a conversation that needs to be had. This is what we live in. This is the world. And I think we get upset when it's just, you know, mm -hmm. like we see it. It's blatant. It's in our face. Mm -hmm. And then we think, oh, wow, Tony Robbins. But Tony Robbins is speaking for quite a few people. Who's he speaking for? I, I'm pretty sure that you guys already said. Like, if you close your eyes, the, the, mm -hmm. white the people who voted our president. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that, our, that we have our current president in office. So, uh did you feel any kind of way seeing your hero do this at all? I did not. I did not take it the same way I think everybody else took it mm -hmm. just because I've followed him and, mm -hmm. and the things that he said before and I've heard him really do some harsh, I guess, tough mm -hmm. love. That's the way I see it as okay. of, of 
of helping, but I've seen them, a lot of people break through that, and when they do have their breakthrough, they're more empowered, and they are able to move on past whatever they've been through, whether it be that type of abuse. And I want to make sure that I, I put this out here so that you all know I don't believe in it. I don't believe that, I believe that women's rights are very important, of mm -hmm. course, because I'm one myself. I believe that we can do any job that we set our mind to, um, and we should be um, looked at if we are qualified for something. I do truly, truly believe that. Nobody believes that more than China dog. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> you best believe it, okay? However, I still support Tony, guys. And he did. He issued an apology. He issued an apology. Yeah, I don't do apologies. <laughs> After apology, so no, because it comes from a wait, place wait, wait, wait. where people backlashing and never comes from a place of true remorse until later. We need to talk. We need F to talk. So yes, your apology. We need to talk. So he can't, he apologizes. You uh -huh. there's no forgiveness. No, fam. Because you meant. Listen, he does not recognize. For me, you cannot have recognized what you did in that moment. Just in 24 hours. I'm sorry. There's well, no not, in the well, and not I only that, like, you know what he said. But he not said, only that, even within the seminar, he said people in glass houses shelf cast the first stone, and I believe that. And I believe a lot of us, I live in, in click click click. <laughs> We're living in some glass houses. Explain. Okay. That, mm -hmm. Ex explain. Because it, I want I want to meet you where you are. Okay. I really do. Because even if he did say it, it meant exactly what people thought. Like he was being that, and mm -hmm. then maybe he did go back and look at his own video and be like, "Oh wow, I didn't mean for it to come across there." Mm -hmm. And now he is your apology. People say, "Oh no, forget your apology." Then what do you want him to do then? What is his, do you what did his to, apology say? Do you want him to like never speak again ever, or what? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> You know, and, and just, just personally, just personally, okay. from my own personal experience, okay. there's a lot of reflection and layers that can True. be pulled off True. when you are forced to sit down mm -hmm. and cannot continue going as business as I usual. I would there's let you know. There's a lot of self-reflection that happens. And so your apology and your sorry mm -hmm. and your, you know what, yeah, I kind of see other people's perspective. It goes right. much deeper when you are forced to go sit down somewhere you can't be a part of this anymore. You, you listen. You so you feel the punishment it. needs to be stronger for him. In yeah, order for him to yeah. Be able to I mean, back. he's got some backlash from okay. social media dragging. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. I, I know for sure, personally, right. that that can be hurtful. Right. You know, because you're like, oh my god, like. I didn't realize in the moment what, what I was doing, right. but this man has a huge platform and it a does. huge influence, and you kind of really need to go look at that because you can't tell me that what happened in that moment is not seeping through and the stuff that you're teaching and showing. And this is why this is all. why I want to back Tresnay up on this. What did you tell your friend after he told you that? Mm. Did you motivational speak him and tell him why that was the wrong choice, or did mm. you agree with his choice? Mm. Because it's mm. clear that he did not. Exactly. It's clear that you did not empower him to see beyond that you allowed him to hire someone mm. that you, where was the Tony Robbins to say break down the paradigms mm -hmm. and, you know, so, okay, here's my thing. So let's go to my first point. He physically backed this woman up and I, I don't know like Tony Robbins a lot I, I've listened mm -hmm. to his motivation I listen to a lot of stuff he says and, and let me say this let me be very clear mm -hmm. let me be very clear here okay and I want to say this uh, China Doll and I for years we, we debate we go years. back and forth mm -hmm. over all of this stuff. years this is I'm talking 20 years 
debating stuff. Okay. There, there, there's always nuggets to anyone's information. Mm-hmm. Okay, any Susie Orman, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Rhonda, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, uh, Elana, Elana. No, Rhonda. <laughs> we call her Rhonda. But here's the thing about someone like Tony Robbins. Okay, he is coming from a place of a white man that is at the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Diddy had a tweet that came out and said, I have the same 24 hours that you have. And people were like, no, we don't, fam. Yeah, we have the same 24 hours, but you have the resources that I don't have. Like, yeah. people love these yeah. people in yeah. positions and great resources. Mm-hmm. And all, they love to minimize how we can empower ourselves. But let me tell you something. China Doll and me and you can go to every Tony Robbins seminar and believe in all of this stuff that these people say. But unless the person on the other side of that table, the other side of the argument, the other side of the discussion subscribes to the exact same teachings and understandings, yep. it means nothing. We do not live in the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am not Professor X. I cannot. Ah, I am going to change his mind with my mutant telepathic ability. I am going to get this job earning $275,000. Because why? I am good enough. I am smart enough. And damn it, people like me. It's not real. It's not real. I have gone. Listen. I have gone into jobs. I'm like, you know what, man? I believe in myself. Splash, splash. I got the Instagram Jackie on. I got the watch. I got the red knot for the tie. I said, you know what? Don't go in with the power knot. Go in with the subtle knot. Make it smaller because you don't want him to think that you're bigger than him on his level. No, sir. Why don't you don't wear your power suit? Why don't you wear some khakis and a jacket? Yeah, that'll show him that you're humble. Go in and use your big words. Use your medium size words. words. And let them know I'm not the smartest Negro, but I'm not the dumbest. Just enough to get in here and get this job. And do the shucking job for you, boss man. To go home, take these here pennies. Chicken skins and peanut shells. Peanut and shells. Feed my chillings. All my chillings. Because yes. you obviously know I have a tribe of children. And yes. the, the, the irony of that is in that joke that's actually true. <laughs> but, but, but I think that it's like it's dangerous for us to for us to believe so hard that these people have the answers for us. For us. When it's not true, we are up against mm-hmm. a machine. Mm-hmm. We are up against systems. Tony Robbins cannot change police. Listen, listen. You have a story later about Stephen Clark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stephen Clark did not believe. Mm-mm. He believed in the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? The system Got didn't it. care not what not the hell he believed in. All they saw was his black Xbox ass. <laughs> what he didn't want, the system said, well, guess what? You just as black to us. And they shot his ass dead. So for me, it's hard for me to listen. And this has been a problem in my entire life. I have a lot of great teachers. I'm sorry, sorry to take this up, but I feel really impassioned by this. I have a lot of great teachers, a lot of great white teachers that I've had in my life. And I could never really explain it to them. Why, like, I love you, but I still don't think that you get it. Right. 
Like you're telling me, oh, you can do this, you can. No, I can't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I, here's an anecdote. Here's a real anecdote that a woman that I worked with, right, years ago. She said, you know, my brother in the '60s, he was a hippie. He used all the drugs in the world. He had long hair. He was a beach bum. He did all of this. And, you know, one day he just decided, you know, oh man, this isn't working out for me. So he cut his hair. He went to the Salvation Army. He got him a suit. He went to IBM, he interviewed, and he got a job. And she said he didn't even go to school. He just was good at computers. He knew, mm -hmm. you know, when the technology, he was always good at this stuff. And he had been there from, like, the end of the 60s all the way until the early Whoa. 2000s. And had never gone to college. He had never gone to college. He had experimented. And let me tell you something. I didn't steal cars. I wasn't selling drugs. I ain't smoked weed. I ain't snorted nothing. I ain't took no pills. I keep my and guess what happened to me? You own Fifth Column Network. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do her. Okay. I can't do her. Okay. I can't do her. Okay. You about to be a regular? Too. You don't even know. Too you don't even know. You don't even know. So you got something? Know, just to kind of piggyback yeah. and close that particular comment out, it goes with his lens is not the same as her lens. Yeah. And all yeah. of his teachings, I agree. at least in that moment, for me, because I don't follow Tony, so I right. you know, obviously can't opine on that, but she's coming from a place that has, she's a marginalized person in one yeah, area. Absolutely. And his teachings, and that moment, did not embrace or even see yeah. that marginalization. Yeah, and, you, and, and that, for me, again, is you're not seeing the significance of this movement, sir, because you're not even seeing her and, and her lens. So, right. yeah. if anything, I think it was just the selfishness. He was just being selfish he at that was time. Indeed. He I think was he was indeed. trying to trying to bring it back to what his seminar was about. Mm. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yes. Yes. I'm very skeptical about everything. Probably I overanalyze too much, so mm -hmm. it even makes me think like, okay, what made her bring that up? You know, to mm -hmm. him, was it to see what he was going to say, or was it mm -hmm. a true passion of hers and something? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure because I've only saw you know yeah. that snippet. That's you know. So point. I'm not sure, but I, I understand what there you guys There was one said. other thing, before we go to the next story, was this woman was standing alone when this happened. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this man put his hands on her mm -hmm. and no one came to her aid. Another woman didn't come up and stand with her. Mm -hmm. Another man didn't interject to be like, yo fam. You, you can talk to her without putting your hands on that. And for me, that was a huge, like, what is happening? Um, and I think mostly because in Prime News, I covered recently a story, the hashtag you okasis, which was started by Feminista Jones, where okay. she said, you know, it might be helpful if we see uh, street harassment. Okay. Don't focus on the perpetrator, but just kind of interject yourself by focusing on the victim of the situation that. of saying, you okay? I agree with that. Right? To support. Yeah, I and so I felt some kind of way that we're in this huge place and no one, not not even a woman, forget men, not even a woman mm -hmm. stood up to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to stand with you in solidarity right. in, in Me Too, in this Time's Up movement. Because I felt like solidarity was supposed to be a huge component <laughs> of the Me Too movement. <laughs> Maybe it should have been us too. <laughs> I don't know. 
But I, I feel some kind of way. So taking attention off Tony, right. but the attention to the people who are in this room. Right. And But again, like I said, the way that his seminars are set up, mm -hmm. that's usually how it is. That person is basically in a hot seat. So if you mm -hmm. go to anybody who has these similar podiums and teaching and one person mm -hmm. stand up, it's, it's a hot seat, you know? Yeah. And so... Um, it could be painful. I, I, I encourage other people to look at the other tapes and then compare. Mm -hmm. But it could be painful to watch somebody else have to purge their truth on what they're going through. Okay. And so I think this was that same mm. thing. Now, mm -hmm. I do will say that he is definitely um, a student of physical behavior and how to, how mm -hmm. to you know, manipulate your body. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe he definitely were, was using those tactics okay. of dominance to know. like And, and, and not to to be like oh Tony Tony but just like you know a show you have to make sure that you keep it on track you have to make sure that you keep it in a line of what you're okay. going through and I think that was very much because that could have went it could have been to a lynching it could have turned mm. totally bad that's true and you so, know I, I want to agree with you there and, mm -hmm. and I felt that there was a point in the video when I was like is Tony trying to get control yeah. of his seminar like, like mm -hmm. okay I hear you like let's you know let's get it back on track you know right. And it is such a slippery slope. And, and let me just say this. I don't want to say, like, I disagree. You know, I said, eh, right. but <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, he is like we put Tony at such a pedestal because he is smart. Right. And, and I feel like everyone else like Tony, you know better mm, right. how to do that. But like, hey, you know right. what? Excellent point. Um, hey, my guys in the back, right. take her name. Exactly. And make mm. sure at the end of this, uh, let mm. me get back to this. And we'll sit down and we'll get exactly. some understanding. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk more about mm -hmm. this. Let me get on right. with this because the people paid to. Right. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like I think he, he's a much skilled orator. Right. Tony yeah. Robbins huh. wouldn't be worth five hundred million dollars. Wouldn't be worth five hundred million dollars if he wasn't that skilled. Yeah. But right. you are right, though. Yep. And you have to remember all the people who have seen him from your tennis players, from your pro basketball players, from your mm -hmm. comedians, from a mm -hmm. lot of your stars who are in entertainment have seen him. And it's just not of one race, you know, mm -hmm. of, of, of different backgrounds who have come to see him to help them get to that. And they go for that tough love type thing. Usually mm -hmm. people who come mm -hmm. there are at a certain point in their life and they really want... I mean, when I say these people pay money, you know, they, so she just didn't roll in there. Okay. She paid some money, you know, mm -hmm. and then for her to be called. So I don't know. Like I said, I have to go back and look. I don't like to make a, 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 a statement until mm -hmm. I really see the whole thing mm -hmm. within itself. But I've seen him call out Al Gore, you know. Okay. So my thing is I take it all in instead mm -hmm. of just like, oh, this little innocent lady, you know. So. No, 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 no. But I can feel you. I can feel you <laughs> on the hot seat, knowing that that is a thing. Yeah. And, you know, did she purposely interject herself? So mm -hmm. that's all great perspective. That's why we got Miss Tiny Doll here. Hey, Bubba. You had some shout outs too in the comments. <laughs> They're like, you have to love uh, Miss Tiny Doll. Hey, yes. Yeah. Miss Don Shirley was like, right, Nicole. You know. Oh, and then the revolution back. <laughs> Shut it, <Ed> Don. <laughs> this segment when we come back we are going to talk about Gary Owens and Michael yes. Rappaport and their comments and just behavior with blackness and black women the revolution will be joining us here in the hot seat if you will and so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and then we'll talk about that story
<laughs> and welcome back to the Sunday edition. I am Trezan. I'm now joined with the Revolution. Hey. Hey. All right. So listen, I, I'm just. Can, I just might as well just roll the clip. Can we just roll the clip of Mr. Gary Owen and his uh, yeah. his wife? Let's just roll that, okay? Michael Blackson, I saw your little weak comeback where you said I smell like a wet dog. Well, my dog's wet. It smells amazing. Yeah, I kissed her. White guy stuff right there. Also, I heard you said I won't say the N-word back to you. You dared me. I ain't got to say it back. My lady will say it for me. I got a down-ass chick. Michael Blackson, you punk ass. Nigga. Ho. Michael Blackson, you bitch ass. Nigga. <laughs> God, I wish I could say it. Now, maybe some dinner, baby. Who are you talking to? Who talks to you like that? No, I want to eat. I'm gangster mode. Dinner. It's not about you. It's about that black nigga. Okay? It wasn't about you. Yeah, but I'm gangster mode. Don't take the dog. You took the dog. But this is gangster. Your turn, Mike. Yeah, so this thing is only works for me. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Lord. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> Just don't be giving no direction. <laughs> like, what's happening? Anywho, okay. Y'all see that clip. Uh, it was in response to an ongoing um, uh, thing, back to back, if you will, with Michael Blackson, uh, a yeah. black comedian, uh, African comedian, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so that was his response to Michael Blackson saying, "You won't say the N word." Listen, I I'm just going to start off right here, okay? Okay. I see the joke. All right. Yeah. I see the joke. Um, the The punchline of the joke, though, is. His wife getting black woman on him when he tried to, you know, kind of use his gangster whatever to make her do something on mm -hmm. his behalf, right? Mm -hmm. The joke isn't really with her doing the N-word. It's when he tries to make her do something. She goes black woman on him and leaves the screen. That's the joke. So you got people on Twitter who are like, oh, I think it's funny. Huh? Okay, there is a joke there. I didn't think it was that funny. I think it was a very low-minded joke, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and by low-minded, coarse, vulgar, uh, simpleton, if you will. Like a yeah. low-minded joke. And yeah. the thing is, is that is Gary Owens' comedy. <laughs> okay? Every single punchline is the same for Gary Owens' jokes. Are it's they? All, yeah, it's all about him being the white boy from a trailer park, loves black women, and how his life changed or whatever and being immersed in black culture because you always want to be with black women and so blackness and how women are or how we are is always the punchline of his joke i don't care what you say okay okay so they're, they're, at the end of the day it's all low-minded and what happens when you have low-minded jokes they are problematic on an intellectual level and that is just where we are here with mr gary owens because in this me personally in watching this it reminded me of slave master and his uh -oh. and his african woman he has taken from her hut and has been raping and in over this time she actually believes she's in a loving relationship with said slave master uh, psychologists refer to it as Stockholm Syndrome. Tariq Nasheed calls it Ben Winch <laughs> Negro mentality. I won't go that far and subscribe with his, his terminology, but it is Stockholm Syndrome. And so we see her in here doing this 
on his behalf and his willingness to use her to do this on his behalf. Yeah. And so for me, it is a lesson, and, and this tweet really shows it, how white men treat black women and use them to attack blackness and to attack black men and attack our culture. And for me, that is highly problematic. It involves anti-blackness and yes. it involves misogyny all at the same time. Okay, first and foremost, uh, I am a comedy writer. I've been writing comedy since I was age 10. I've been writing comedy since I was age 10. Uh, skits, uh, I've been writing stand-up comedy. Uh, I've been a performer, improv, stand-up, mm -hmm. uh, television, uh, stage, screen. So let me, let me just say that. Mm -hmm. First of all, the joke wasn't funny. <laughs> First and foremost, uh -huh. the joke it wasn't was funny. Like, it just wasn't funny. It wasn't like, you know, you know, some jokes you go, ah, it would have been funny had yes. you done. Yes. I couldn't even find the, right. the like, where right. you could have made right. it funny yet. Right. Like, I just couldn't. And I'm not the one that's on this, oh, you know, he shouldn't be doing that. I'm just like, uh, first and foremost, as a person who writes humor, that right. shit wasn't funny. Right. Right? Right. But here's where where it gets me right okay. with, with Gary Owens mm -hmm. right and with Michael Rappaport because this is also something that we're getting ready to talk about because this is when white men get comfortable yes right mm -hmm. um, why do you feel it necessary to be like hey how did you pitch this to your wife hey I want to do this skit where you say the n-word and you, you know like mm -hmm. so this is in your heart you want to call him this mm-hmm you you approached her with this. She didn't say, "Hey, let's let's right. be she, very." She didn't come to him and right. say, "Like, hey, I want you to do a skit and let me call him a nigga on your behalf." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was really odd to me that you said to her, "Like, hey, let's do a skit," and nobody has a problem with that. Here's the right. problem: what I have about right. white men, white people who like blackness and black culture, right? It is typically very one very one sided. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and what you said is Gary Owens always talks about liking black women. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. I very rarely see the black man, the black woman who loves the the, the person mm -hmm. of the opposite sex, right? Okay. And that they love the rest of blackness. I see black. Yes. I see white women who's with a black man uh -huh. do not like black women. That's right. 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 They don't go hang out with the black mm -hmm. sisters and friends. Mm -hmm. They do not like them. No. They stay away from them. They don't like the the, the black kids in the neighborhood. They, they don't tell, even like their own black kids. They try to make them as white as possible. <laughs> yeah, and they try to tell them that you're different. Uh -huh. You're special. Yeah. You're not black. And right. this is why you have a whole bunch of stupid ass Mariah Carey's running around, and a whole bunch of people talking about their complexion. Stupid ass Tiger Woods. Mm. Your mm. your name is Eldrick. <laughs> your name. You got the most Negroish nigga ass name. Yeah. But see, your daddy set your dumb ass up for failure, okay? Because somebody told you you was different and better than somebody else, and you got a whole set of black brothers and sisters that nobody shows on TV. See, and you keep laying up with them grimy ass white boys who beat you over the head with your own signature golf club. Okay. 
No, keep going. <laughs> no, keep going, bro. Keep we'll get Okay, no, 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 no. But you don't. But see, so the thing is, and get, and I'm gonna get there, right? Mm -hmm. So the white boys that like black women, I never see them really kicking it with the homies. Like I never right. see them submerge themselves with us. Mm -hmm. I never see them. That's like, yo, I'm. Hey, what's happening, homie? Like, we finna go kick it and do this. Like, uh -huh. they don't need the black woman to get them in and out of nowhere. They like, uh, this was my friend before I met you. Mm -hmm. This was the culture I've been a part in since day one. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the okay. let's talk about okay. the, the elephant in the room. Yes. And let's go ahead and hit the split screen here because I want to make sure that we All that right. we get in this conversation. Okay. I am not getting ready to say the next thing because I have had a lifelong relationship with this young man sitting on the couch over here mm -hmm. with Miss China Doll. Mm -hmm. The reason, one of the biggest reasons why Jayco has been who he is in the black spaces that he's moved in uh -huh. is because he was born and raised in that black space. Right. He has never differentiated himself as being different then he was like, well, I'm in the same city that you're in. Mm -hmm. My parents live right next door to your parents. Mm -hmm. They both work at the same, like, how am I different than you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, you got the new killer tape? I want the new killer tape. <laughs> like, we all, like, let me get that mix. Oh, you like Whitney Houston? Well, I love oh, Whitney Houston. I like, love like so everything, he was just in the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He wasn't like what anyone would tell you. He was not trying to be black. Mm, okay. Right. All right. All right. And so he's always had black male friends, whether or not he wasn't dating mm -hmm. black right. women or not. He right. he didn't say, "Oh, right. I'm only dating, I'm only kicking it with the black dudes when I got a black chick." Nah, mm -hmm. he was always kicking it. His best friends growing up since childhood. Mm -hmm have always been these black guys. I've met one white dude that he introduced me to. I've met one white dude, and he was a long-haired white dude, and they went to an alternative public school together. Alternative public school? Yes. Yeah, they went to a, school. Yeah, they went to a school where like, all the kids were in one classroom learning at the same time. Being taught by Marty. Yeah, and and he was in class with my uh, Islamic baby mama who tried to jihad my ass. That's true. And yeah, she tried to jihad me. Okay. And uh, but that's true. Oh, okay. That's true. But nevertheless, I mean, when we talk about somebody being a real one, mm -hmm. you know, he's as as close as you can get. Now everybody else, when they get comfortable, right? Right, they get comfortable. Uh -huh. And the problem is with a guy like Gary Owens, yes. he gets comfortable. Yes. And you forget who you are and where you are. And the yes. one thing about blackness, mm -hmm. and I want to say this. When we are in white spaces, we typically don't get that comfortable. We do not. You don't get. A, you're not allowed to. No. Oh no. It's, it's, oh no. It's, it happens. It's possible now. Yeah. Cause you want to know the best example of uh, of when niggas get comfortable. Mm -hmm. OJ Simpson. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Dead not serious. a joke. Dead that's, that's not a joke. Dead serious. That's a true statement. And you know, and I want to say this: what happens when when both parties get comfortable? Mm -hmm. When white. When white boys get comfortable, they talk about niggas. Gary Owens and Michael Rappaport, as we're getting ready to see next with Michael Rappaport. Mm -hmm. When black men get comfortable with white people, you know who they talk about? Niggas. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. 
It's true. And OJ Simpson got too comfortable. You heard me say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Oh, I didn't know that. He's I'm not black, I'm OJ. He told that dude, he said, Man, get this, get he I think he said get this nigga out my like Yes. Didn't he? Yes. OJ was listen, and Michael Jordan is another he is problematic. Michael Jordan does not like blacks. Yeah, he does not. He does not like black folks. He gets comfortable around whites, and guess who he talks about? Uh, he's like, I don't care about that nigga. Get that nigga out of here. Michael Jordan is the worst. Mm-hmm. And so all those people, they get comfortable. They get beside themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, uh, run, the, run the Kenyon Moore. Yeah. And, and did you see this? I saw and I heard that he mm-hmm. deleted the picture that he, he put of her. It was her next to like a gorilla. Yes. Or... Yes. have been trash-talking Kenya for a while yes. on Twitter. Um, on, just on Twitter, not in real life? Not, um, yeah, well, mainly on Twitter. Um, in A Twitter feud was born in 2016 when Michael tweeted, Crazy Kenya Moore was bullying Portia mm-hmm. when she got the wig snatch. She should have no regrets about that wig snatch. To which Kenya responded, You are pathetic and ignorant for promoting violence on any level. Please get a job to keep your cable to watch me everywhere. So, Michael, um, you're welcome. Yes. Uh, Anything you want to get off your chest about him to start? I mean, you know, peasants can't uh, summon queens, so. Right. (laughs) Kenya, you 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 know you have to know. Look look at me. You can make eye contact with me. Are those contacts are real? Oh no 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 no, no, right here. I I came back backstage and I introduced myself to you. I told you that I judge you from the show, but you do know that you are on the show, like a villain, right? You know you have to know this, correct? You've gotten better. Well, but you are a villain. Michael, I don't need you to tell me what I am or am not. On the show. I appreciate you being a fan, though. I Thank am you a for fan. watching. Keep the cable on. But. <laughs> a new job would help with that. Oh, can you please? Can you? You, 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 you wish you were me, can you? Um. Oh! <laughs> a middle aged, fat white guy. Oh! No! <laughs> not really. Can you? No, and out of work. I, out of my reason. No. And you work. Look me up. No, You're she, talking about fat. She said, out of work. <laughs> Kenya, Kenya, a lot of, a lot of women housewives, they, they talk about glam squads. You Michael. have like a whole football team back there. Yeah, my have to blow torches, the blood sores, and everything just to get you out here. All right. You do know that housewives are women, right? Yes, yes. I do. I We're know. not giving out any peaches. Okay. All right. So later in the video, what you didn't see on Watch What Happens, he then commented on how ashy her. It's like you guys can't see at home, but Kenya Moore's feet is ashy as F. Mm-hmm. He said that. So think of that. Think of what you're doing here. You are literally the only person that talks about ashiness. And white people, white people are like, what are you talking about ashy? Like, they don't even understand it's, ashy. It's not a concept. It's not a concept for them. Because you can't see it on our right. skin. It's not a concept. So you did that. Like, you, you, she did not attack his whiteness. She did not. She, you know, like, dude, you've been coming at me crazy. Kenya Moore was bullying, you, you know, like got snatched, wig snatching, like stop using our lingo, like it, you know, the cookout, and I just want to ask y'all this, like I legitimately want to ask y'all this, I, I just want to, you have something you want to say? Yeah, so I'm just trying to understand, is he just trying to remain relevant? Because even Kenya was saying that like, we def- no one knows what you're in right mm-hmm. now, even though he plays on a Netflix special, which is pretty good special. 
Um, but, you know, I think she was kind of going that route. Like, I don't even know who you are. No one knows who you are. So yeah. Was he just trying to use that as a platform to stay relevant? Or do you think he I mean, really genuinely feels this way? I think even if he was, why is it at the expense of blackness, of and, blackness black women? and black women? Find some other but way why, to be relevant. Why are we that in social media? Okay, so I would not mention any names, but there is a friend that we have that are common that I feel does the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Once they have, feel like that, and it's not you. Once, <laughs> I, <laughs> once that they feel that they are, you know, welcome in our, our community or, or within us as friends, then now I can do all the black jokes and I can do all the, you know, jokes about. And it's usually about black women. And I just don't. I don't understand that. What did we give an okay somewhere that it's okay to always make these jokes about us? You know like, what? Why? why I, I, listen, I need to understand. I don't care how big of a black dick you took in your mouth and or vagina. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it 100 here. No, I'm gonna keep it 100 because I don't know why people think because you got you some fluffy white girl and you didn't banged a few little chubby white girls in your day and you didn't you didn't banged a few uh, hobosexual black dudes that that all of a sudden. You get to trade in and get some type of dual citizenship. Mm. I don't understand that because here's the thing: they do not let us into whiteness. No, they do not. They do not. On no level. They do not. On no level. I have been told. Listen, man. I am. I have been told by black people you want to be white. I never understood that. I never understood how people said you want to be white. Well, because I listened to our music, I invented rock and roll. Chuck Berry, <laughs> Little Richard, we know yeah. you and your ignorant ass. You left it. You walked away from it. The white man came and picked it. Oh, this is for free? You gonna let me have it? They took it and they ran with it. And then you all was like, Oh damn, what are we gonna have now? Then they found some 808s and then y'all moved on. So, but the thing is though, it's like I've been in their spaces and they have completely excluded me. Like I've never been welcomed into whiteness. I don't, white women do not flock to me and be like, oh, I, they see it on me, they smell it and be like, he doesn't like my uh, colonizing ass very much. I'm, I'm going to take my whiteness to somebody who likes to shuck a little more. Let me take, and that's how they be finding, I'm going to be real, let me keep it 100. That's how, if you ever pay attention, they end up with them ugly niggas. Like, they be finding, like, them dudes that you be like, man, you was crunchy, ugly. How'd you find? Because they the first one be like, I found me somebody. And they got him a little, they got him a, a, a doll, a pet. Remember that Richard yeah. Pryor movie, The Toy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that movie gets made today. A wealthy white man buys a, listen, listen, I, I'm sorry, but I'm all over the place here because this is... Let's go back to the cookout. Yeah. Because I say it is our fault that we keep allowing whiteness into our spaces and then validating them as if they are not, if you will, quote, and I I can't remember where I get this from, but quote, that they're not still infected with the disease of racism and white supremacy. It's always there. And it's our fault. It reminds me of the scene in Black Panther when um what's her name okoye is like uh we just gonna let the cia nigga into our space like he has a duty to go back to report to these people exactly what we doing how we yeah. doing it and yada 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 whiteness has a spirit of taking 
It has a spirit of being disrespectful. It has a spirit of not preserving, no honor, no nothing. And we keep letting them in. And we, like, it is our fault. And so when you say, where do they get off? It's our fault. We keep letting them in when they keep showing us over and over that at the end of the day, they're going to get too comfortable and they all of the disrespect and all the signs of anti-blackness and all of the signs of the will yeah. show. And you know, here's the funny thing, right? Here's, let's let's be very let's be very open here, right? Mm -hmm. No one in this studio, no one in this studio, we've talked about this before. When blacks get together, we we will have a conversation about white people and it goes to a point. Mm -hmm. It is it never becomes very violent it never becomes very hate filled it becomes like oh I hate when they do this mm -hmm. I hate when they do that and it pretty much stops right. we don't really go and say oh I wish that they didn't live near us I would we, uh, we do yes I would agree with that I would we, agree with that we do that. not we don't say those types of things we don't say ugh you know another uh, white family moving to this neighborhood like we don't behave like that you know but it's because we've been conditioned not to right. and I think that even still right now I think most black people most I can't speak for other people of color I, I know for a fact blackness and most of us just want to be left alone and to be able to do what you all do mm -hmm. and to be treated like hey hey buddy don't do that get your ass out of here like alright cop like you know <laughs> Like, you know, I'm serious, man. Like, I've seen white kids get pulled over, have drugs. Hey, give me those drugs. You get your ass out of here. You get home. And black people, is you getting shoved into the concrete. You getting a boot to the back of your head. You getting a nice stick shoved in your booty. And you getting taken to jail. No, this is real, man. This is a true story. I've seen it happen to people. Oh I've God. seen officers do horrible things. I've seen officers do this to black women. When they pull them over and say, oh, for you to get out of the situation, you got to have sex with me. Like, and at every stage, black women are always being used. And I feel that Gary Owens' wife, and let me say this about Gary yeah, Owens' I wife. I was going to say, we got to go to that. Let me say this about Gary Owens' wife. First and foremost, and I need to be very clear on this. You didn't even say nigga right. No, mm -hmm. it didn't even you. So it was weird. It was it very was weird. weird. Mm -hmm. it, everything about what she was doing was weird. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing: you don't have citizenship anymore. Right. Your black card has been taken away, and I don't think you should be playing with that mm -hmm. because you get to. Well, I'm black, and you know you're not black. I heard the way nigga, like get that weird. corny shit out of here. You're a weirdo. You married a weirdo. Mm -hmm. And I wish I knew her background. I want to know what her background is. Like, Where you? Sure. I want to know what her background is. But she is weird. She's and, weird. And it's just, I think you made the best point. It just was not funny. It wasn't funny. It was not funny. I want to, I want to make this statement. I, I had a realization when watching this and thinking about this situation. First of all, we can no longer call what Gary Owens does comedy. <laughs> he does not. No. He tells jokes. But he does not have comedy, all right? Mm. Comedy is a, is a whole other thing that he doesn't have a grasp on. He has jokes, and that's where it ends. Um, I cannot speak from a couple perspectives in this. I wish I could lend the white perspective to this, but I can't because I didn't grow up, as, as Ray Evolution said earlier, I didn't grow up in whiteness. Um, I, can, I can lend my own perspective 
from this exact situation as a white person in black culture mm. if you are in that culture as with anywhere and, and this is something white people have been doing it's not just Americans Europeans did it from the beginning if you're in another person's culture you need to respect that culture you need, if you're going to embrace it you need to embrace the whole thing yeah and white people don't as Ray Lewis says they want to embrace this one part and then the rest of it's like no I'm not a part of that nah I don't want that I just want this beautiful you know woman because it's a thing of beauty or you know I just want to be cool because I can dance with a little bit of rhythm or whatever mm -hmm. and be accepted but not included mm. and if I can say, I think black people, if if what you want is acceptance from whites, white people seemingly embracing the culture is why black people are like, oh, they're invited to the barbecue, quote unquote, because you take that as acceptance. Mm. And it's not acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's it is appropriation. It is I want this for myself without being a part of mm. what and who you are. So, I, I don't know, I, I thought it was a horrible, and I actually found out later, I think, because it was a lot of backlash, so Gary's like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and reveal this, this was actually set up between me and Michael Blackson, it was actually a joke between us, we had already agreed on all this. Oh, you said that? Yeah, and, and I thought about that, and I said, ah, uh, it changes none of my feelings towards this. Yeah. At all, that did not change my feelings, and I want to point out to you, Ravo, yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the video... Gary Owen said, oh, I wish I could say it. He, yes, he yes, said he it. Yes, he yes, said that. No, I, listen, he said, oh, I wish I could say it. And with reverence, like, I believe it. Listen, man, listen. Mm -hmm. Trey always gets on me because she was, and most people have about my comedy, right? Like, oh, it's some truth in which, you know, uh, Don Shirley is watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> hey. And I always, oh, I there's some truth in what you're saying. And I'm like, there's, you you grow from that. That I'm taking this real life thing and I'm and I'm you know exaggerating it for comedy's sake. Uh, but he and playing with that in that realm is not cool, man. It's, and then to use that black woman, and I just want to say that poor black woman because it's like you're putting her in a space where she has to get questioned. My thing is. At no point that, so no one said, nah, we shouldn't do this. That's my thing. At I mean, no point, woman, you didn't pull your man's coattails and be like, too far, babe, too far. Like, no, we, this isn't. Same like, thing with Michael Rappaport. He's married to a black woman. Yeah. So you out here on Twitter, you doing the most. Where is your wife like, uh, you need to delete but this. But with Michael, I think Michael is just a male chauvinist. I, I think he's just. He's, you know, he's really an asshole. Yes, like Michael, yeah. and and his whole platform now is being a, yeah. a troll yes. on social media. Like his whole platform now is being a troll. Mm -hmm. Like he knows it, right. and he, you know, I think does he have a radio show? Does he? Does a he, podcast, right? Or am I? Yeah, well, everybody has a podcast. Obviously, <laughs> nobody knows what Michael Rapport is doing right now. Nobody. He does, he does have a Netflix show, and I'm telling you, it is actually. He's, yeah, he gets parts here and there. Yeah, but I just don't understand why. What's the name of it? He's run. I don't know. Exactly. I'm not uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is it on my block? Is it on my block? No. That's what I thought then. That's what I thought. We're in the I don't understand why he's running with this. 
You know, like mm. of all the things, I actually do think he has talent as actor. Like, but yeah, he does have talent. When he played in Higher Learning as Remy, that he played that character so well. I, and that I it think, was scary. And I think that's why he got cast in that because he had done Zebrahead was his breakout role okay. where he fell in love with the Butcher right, White right. and my baby mama, uh, who you know I'm back on some child support payments <laughs> again. That's again. real life. Uh, it, it's, it's my support life. Support of the child. A support of the child. <laughs> But yeah, he's problematic, and I think everybody mm. everybody needs to be cool and just remember where you are. Is it just that everybody's so comfortable now? Like, what is yeah, going on? I think everybody. It's a. Let me say this: it's a lot of them have become emboldened to what's yeah. going on right now, it's and it's more emboldened than comfortable. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, I would it, agree, it, and it's it's because. A lot of social media, which is where a lot of this stuff takes place, a lot of social media is like very strong against that. Like, right. you know, appropriation is a big thing now. You know, blackness is a big right. thing now on social media. And so white people are like, uh, no, we're still in control. So mm-hmm. is it back to the Tony Robbins thing with significance? Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> I wish you would see yeah. they are significant, huh? And and so um, we had a couple couple comments here. Uh, Vanya Lukendik uh, in uh, Eastern Europe, uh, who happens to be um, Serbian, Vanya, who's against a Tony Robbins Croatian background. <laughs> right. Uh, Vanya, uh, check Tony Robbins. He's probably assaulted some friends and loved ones. Uh, let's find out so we can track him down as a as a war criminal. Um, she said, respect anyone as a person. It's it's common sense. And she and, and Don Shirley, my mother, says... Uh, Thanks for the support. Yeah, says that uh, Michael Rappaport is an Atlanta Housewives super fan. He so, is. But, so think that. of that, though. Like, you're obsessed exactly. with watching these exactly. black exactly. women. Like, yep. And then that you get, to, like, to say to her, feet are ashy and you... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I didn't know that when she posted that comment, I was like, this is a classic on the playground as kids and the boy that like you is trying to beat you up on the playground and what did they tell you oh he's doing that because he likes you and i see that Mm. here yeah yeah, King is a beautiful woman. Yeah, listen, beautiful. let's 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 she unpack that. Gorgeous. King is fine. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Without her hair being done, Bang. without no makeup on. Pow. Yeah. She is gorgeous. Yeah. And hearing that he's a super fan, you are doing anything to be on screen next to this gorgeous yeah. human being. And, then, and you coming for her ashy feet is chasing her around the playground <laughs> trying to touch her booty. That is what it is. Somebody happened. That's happened in real life over here. But, <laughs> That's happening real life. Yeah. But you but you know what's funny though? Think about what, what he said though. Remember he he got real soft. Remember, I came backstage. Like he he, he humbled himself. Yeah. He got real small. He used a small voice. Remember, I came backstage, I introduced myself to you. Like he was he was trying to connect with her. Like, I got your attention. I'm sitting here next now to you. I'm here. Now I'm here. And then she was he still wasn't trying to clap, but she just was like you're F you, white boy. Right? I, you you've been coming for me. Mm-hmm. You, I know what you want. You're trying right. to touch my booty. You're trying to sniff my cuckoo. <laughs> you ain't sniffing the cuckoo, okay? You're not getting down with the cocoa to the get to the cuckoo. I don't want no marshmallows in my cocoa, oh my okay? God. I don't want no marshmallows in my cocoa. Ryan is watching. <laughs> I said I don't <laughs> want no marshmallows in my cocoa, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Now get your marshmallow ass on up out of here. 
Now, sitting there, baby Lucia, who seems to like all of my tweets. Okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in support of Kenya you, Moore. Is she, has she found a husband yet? Has she got that she baby? She's married. She is very much married. But it ain't happening. It ain't real, though. It ain't real. It's for TV. It's for TV. If she wants that super baby. Okay, here we go. Hey, I'm breeding six, five <laughs> human mutant juggernauts. It's true. It's facts. I'm breeding. He's stating facts, people. But um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> back to Gary. Uh, Is this where we go to the next story? Because <laughs> the next story gets think, hard. But I just think, look, to wrap, I think that these black women who are marrying, uh, though outside of the race, there's no problem with it. But you have to have your conversation, this conversation with your spouse. That this is not okay, and I, I can't believe that they're not having these conversations. Oh, I can believe it. So, because there's many people who are marrying outside of their race, black people, black people marrying outside of their race to validate them in some way, in an anti-blackness way, so that you you feel special in some kind of way because you have a white or an Asian or anything that's just not visibly black on your arm, and and I feel that even from oh chick, uh, what's her face, uh, Gary's wife, where yeah. you can hear in your speech like. What what is like, you not Nigga. you have so in terrible. your mind warped that you are not black in some way like you are above you are superior mm. to blackness and so you know I feel like the reason why these dudes coattails aren't being pulled is because you feel special in some way for having a, a white spouse. Yikes! Okay, dokie. Who do you got coming on now? Do you have me sitting here? I have Miss Chiny Dog coming back for the next story Ooh. as we talk okay. about Stephen Clark. Uh, and uh, his tweets you. of anti-blackness. So we've gone from white man self-help, mm-hmm. helping himself, mm-hmm. and then we've got white men being real comfortable in blackness. Mm-hmm. And now we got to talk about blackness, not liking blackness. So. Okay, run, run that break. <laughs> I'm out of here. Miss Tiny Doll, as we talk about Mr. Stephen Clark and his anti-black tweets. So, for those who don't know, Stephen Clark is a 22-year-old man who was shot by Sacramento police uh, a week or so ago in his backyard while on his cell phone. Um, someone had reported there was break-ins or something, so police were canvassing. They saw him, and they basically fired 20 shots as he was running away. He got hit eight times in the back. Um, that basically died on the scene, and so. Um, yeah, so when that happens, we've got state violence, we've got police brutality, and so definitely black people are coming out in support of this uh, young man in the Black Lives Matter yes. movement, right? Because we are sick and tired of state violence, we are sick and tired of unarmed black men and women right. being killed in the streets, and so definitely coming out to support. But then, but someone who obviously knew Mr. Stephen Clark uh, because his Twitter account is at Zoe Woods. It doesn't say Stephen Clark from Sacramento. <laughs> um, but somebody who obviously knew him was like, uh... Do you know who he was? Do you know yeah. who he was? And so we had some tweets where he basically said uh, that I don't want nothing black but an Xbox. Dark bitches bring dark days. And that was in response to someone tweeting, you know, black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, 
Oh, yeah, we'll get to that tweet in a second. Uh, so he has this, and then you see just a string of tweets with his baby mama. His baby mama is an Asian woman where she is saying things against blackness, where she's talking about black babies not being attractive and, you know, just talking about niggas and niggas ain't this. And you see him responding to her tweets going, you right, baby, me paraphrasing, but that you're just validating and saying, you know, yes, I agree with you. And so in response, there were people saying, as we see here, Black woman, here's what Stephen Clark thought about you. Stop marching and protesting for this fool that did not care about you. He would not have done the same for you. And so people are like, I'm backing off. I'm falling back. F you, you did. I'm not marching for you. And so what do you think about that? First of all, look at me, people here. We got to get, we have to stop this Mm self-hate. I don't understand the Mm self-hate. Um... I believe you should be able to do anything. Wear hair down your back if you know you want to buy a diet. Do all those things. But if you do it mm-hmm. to feel better or to because you hate the person who you are because mm-hmm. of the color of your skin, mm-hmm. we need we need some help. You know, mm-hmm. in that realm. And, mm-hmm. I, and I mean that serious. I think that march, our march, needs to be more focused towards that. You know, mm-hmm. it needs to focus more towards. Okay, what are we doing for our community to promote a different picture that we are having this self hate? Because all it is is that we're rallying behind other people who are targeting us. Like you're saying, for him to say, "Oh, you right," or "Yeah, I agree with you," mm-hmm. is saying that you believe in that movement. You know, of mm-hmm. that America has uh, has pictured us as black people, and we have to be honest. It's on TV, movies, and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's why we've had such a big following for a movie like Black Panther. Because it's sad that it's rare for us to see ourselves. In that type of in that light, mm. that should be normal. You know, mm. it should be normal mm. to see ourselves. So that's my first thing. My second thing, when you said, "What do I feel about?" I understand what people are coming from because uh-huh. it's like, why would I help somebody who really does not want my help, uh-huh. or why would I cry for somebody who does not care about my tears? Mm-hmm. So I get it from that aspect. However, I think the movement still needs to go on. It still needs to progress. Um, I think the Black Lives Matters. I've had a friend even ask me that of a different uh, uh-huh. ethnicity. Well, what has Obama did for you? What has Black Lives Matter, you know, campaign mm-hmm. done for anyone? Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it helps a lot for people to just get that out psychologically you have to be able to say look I'm here I'm important I exist Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. I think if the movement only does that I'm okay with that you know I think for for me in this issue it it highlights uh, for me kind of like a hypocritical type of thing if you will where you have black female Twitters screaming all the time the importance of intersectionality, right? Where that basically means is that sometimes a person can have a number of identities that are marginalized and we need to all look at them and consider them all at the same time, right? And we have this issue here where you've got your blackness and your womanhood being called into conflict, if you will, because you have an issue about blackness, we're being attacked, but this person here wasn't for you. And so it's making them seem as if they have to choose between me being black and supporting you, or do I choose my womanhood and then not support you because you didn't support that. And so I'm looking at this issue going, this is so weird to hear black women now saying, I'm gonna fall back on my female Mm -hmm. and totally discard the issue of blackness, which, mind you, it is queer black women who started Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm trying Very to figure out so. how, why can't you still support Black Lives Matter right. 
And even in this, educate people, this is why you shouldn't be anti-woman right. at the same time. But then what also threw me off was we're always screaming to white people about not looking into the background of right. victims of police <laughs> violence. But we do it. And then we do it <laughs> to our own. Yeah. Say, <laughs> Wait a minute. You ain't for us, by us. Hold up. Y'all got mad when they looked into Michael Brown's yeah. history and found yeah. out he had a, a little a short rap yeah. sheet and white people were like, nah, we need to wait for all the facts right. before we decide if we're going to cape for y'all or not. Right. And y'all are doing it to Stephen Clark. And I'm like, I thought the whole point of Black Lives Matter was to remove the respectability right. from it all and just support us in our blackness. And here y'all are it's doing the same thing the white people are doing. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, he was murdered and shot down. Like, like it didn't matter if he yelled whatever and I think we get mixed up in that too it don't matter if he yelled racist you know slurs to the police as they were chasing him he yes. still did not deserve that's right. to get gunned down and they that's didn't the know he was anti-woman right. <laughs> right. black they just saw he was black right. and they gunned yeah that right. issue remains regardless of who he was the issue of here's a black man who got gunned down solely because he was a black yeah. man mm -hmm. in the wrong place right. not even the wrong place yeah, he's at home. He's at home, right? He but he's the wrong color and the wrong. Place. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he existed. Right. Like you said he exactly. existed as a black man, yeah. and so therefore, someone called in a report and he died. Right. So, so why does that matter? How black yeah. or what he felt about blackness? Because this still affects future yes. black yes. men yes. who do believe All in blackness, women. or women who do believe in that. So this is my thing moving forward. Do you believe, because it seems like this has been going on for quite a while, mm -hmm. and I don't seem it, I don't know if it's because of the media, we know how media works, because they they cover these stories or what, but it seems that it has not slowed down. You know, you know, when people say, oh, well, put the body cameras on them and, you know, do these things that, you know, will call them out. I still feel like that has, what will make the difference? I think I'm more on that. You know, I've always been of the thought that body cameras and all that stuff will will never aid us because at the end of the day, the value on blackness is very low. So yeah. it doesn't take much to go above the bar to justify killing black people. You know, it's kind of like uh, I talk about where I couldn't understand as a kid, like, how come when a black person moves in a neighborhood, the value of the neighborhood goes down right. automatically? Mm -hmm. right. And I'm like, oh, because in whiteness, there is a there's a value on us. And for them, they are the ones who are setting that subjective value. Right. So none of this stuff matters because at the end of the day, we don't matter. <laughs> we have no value right. so that's why they can just cut the sound off on their body cams like they did for Stephen Clark they, they right. literally cut off the sound so right. you can see you can't hear what they're saying after right. they shot him dead you know and they get away with it because in the end of the day like ah. well he was a criminal well, yeah how? your value well, is here. like we're not gonna right. get charged or indict our white police officers or even if they would be black or whatever <laughs> they have a higher value in our white society than your blackness so you know this stuff is going to keep happening it is. it's just going to keep happening it is and it's it's sad yeah. it's very sad it's very sad I, you know like i said though I, I don't think that anyone went pawing through his twitter trash to find it i think yeah. somebody literally was like oh wait i know that dude nah he don't he don't really care for y'all and then it went viral mm -hmm. I, I think that's mm -hmm. how it happened i don't know I, i'm conspiratorial <laughs> the picture of the person was a panda <laughs> it wasn't a real picture so right. who is this person yeah, and are, are they yeah. black <laughs> who knows right. who knows really 
Yeah, that's yeah, the person who called uh, called out the Steph, uh, Stephen Clark's Twitter account, mm-hmm. Zoe Woods. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this a black person? You know, no, we don't. We, you'll never know. Exactly. You know, and and as you said, I I try to stay out of the conspiracy gutter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's me hard. Too, it's but hard. But when you do know that you have Russians. Hacking mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, manipulating mm-hmm. on multiple levels. Let's not just talk about elections. That they are literally destabilizing uh, our market and mm-hmm. everything. China has done it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Has tampered with our stock market. They mm-hmm. they have done it. They have messed with a lot in our financial infrastructure mm-hmm. over here in America. Mm-hmm. So is it out of the realms for any type of uh, central intelligence organization to create? Accounts mm-hmm. and right. then to go up. Oh, look at this right. now. Right. He's a problem. Right. Get off of the white cops. Right. Uh, let's go away because right. they couldn't. They couldn't create that other narrative. Right. So oh wait, here's a narrative we can push. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't a bad guy up, oh, but he hated black women. Right. So, so here we uh, go with that. And guess who's yes. going to be the main ones tweeting? And listen, if we don't know that that algorithm is out there yes. <laughs> telling yes. you who the yes. main people are yes. tweeting yeah. and advocating for uh, <clears throat> Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter and police brutality, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, yes. overwhelmingly. 60 yeah. percent higher yeah. it's black women right. so hey we're gonna take them out of the equation mm-hmm. uh because the those black negro uh, young bucks all they want to do is chase behind white women so you go get you a chubby white girl and y'all get off of black lives matter and stephen clark is done, That's done. Time. you know and, and i i think you saying that is a great example of i know we've had conversations like this before of the effect of white supremacy in dividing black men and black women um, and, and I feel like this situation is very uh, demonstrative of that, where we can't really be in solidarity in blackness because we have to have this divide. Like I said before, like, do I choose my blackness or do I choose my black female, my femalehood, if you will, in advocating for this issue? You choose with your, your soul. You know, like, you choose your soul. If we even to drop everything, drop race, ethnicity, background, mm-hmm. what is right? You know, what yeah. is right and what, what is, is right. right is that a person, whomever they are, should be able to be in a backyard. I with like how a you phone. said that. Choose your soul. Choose your soul. Choose your soul. Because I feel like I'm saying choose your soul. It's now you're 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 taking your whole being yes. and you're not just slicing yourself in one dimension right. and saying, Well, this is just what I am for this particular issue. Right. Choose your soul. I love that. Because I feel like that's where we are in twenty eighteen, which is so weird that we are here, but this is where we are, as where, oh, I have to make a choice mm. between this and between that. And um <laughs> because of that that we have to I you know you say wrap we because we have to we'll get there because <laughs> uh, we have to you know make uh make these these choices which is crazy you yeah, know it's, it's crazy it's crazy you know it, we, we need to knock it back down to being very simple you know no pun intended black and white just just keep it really you know like Choose look, your soul. yeah I, I, I like that we're gonna wrap it up right there y'all i didn't realize we've been on for hour 20 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 all right so we're gonna wrap it up i want to thank y'all all for watching today's episode of the Sunday edition. I want to thank Miss Chandal for joining us today. She wasn't she awesome? Thank you, she will be back. <laughs> yes, she will. We'll pay her in whatever you want to be paying in. You know what I like. All right, y'all. So stay tuned on the Fifth Column Network today. Speak on it. We'll definitely be on at its regularly scheduled time at 7 p.m. But the big event of today at FCN is all things WrestleMania. 
are y'all gonna be on for the full 200 hours? Yes, it'd be Hawkins Tone, it'd be T shirt. Who else is gonna be on for today? Everybody. Everybody. Listen, everybody. It's going down in the FCN kitchen. I heard there's a boil going on where there's tons of seafood. It's gonna be amazing. So listen, go get your food, go get your snacks, and make sure you like, subscribe, and follow the Fifth Column Network on YouTube, on Facebook, and Periscope so that you do not miss any of the action today. I thank you all for watching. Again, I'm Trezene, and you've been watching the Sunday edition. We will see you all next time.